Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications here at the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter. And that's a lot to say. We have a lot more to say in this episode, as I'm here with my friend Anne Malloy, uh, who is with the team Pat's Posse for the Greater Philadelphia Walk to Defeat ALS. That event is coming up the first Sunday in November, on November 6th at Citizens Bank Park. But that's just one day, and Anne is involved in the fight against ALS 366 days a year, <laughs> at least this year because it's a leap year, as she'll tell you about all of the organizing she does for the walk, for her team, uh, the awareness, and actually even things that go beyond just the walk team, because she wants to make sure that people with ALS know about the services that exist, about her own personal story, and how people can get involved in, in every way possible. You can get involved in the walk today by going to www.greaterphiladelphiawalktodefeatals.org or to our website, our, our main website, alsphiladelphia.org, to see lots of ways to donate, learn about research, learn about advocacy, and you know find all sorts of ways that you can be, participate in the fight against ALS. In addition, I encourage you to get involved in our social media pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I think there's more all at ALS Philadelphia. Uh, Anne's involved in those too. She sees the value in, in being social and letting the world know. And I'm sure with the ALS, everyone knows the value of social here. Uh, so there are many ways that you, the listener, can get involved. And if you have any questions, have a topic you want to discuss, whether it's sharing a story through a podcast, through written, uh, or just want to have more information, feel free to email me, Tony, T-O-N-Y, at ALSPhiladelphia.org. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors for the walk as well. And, you know, there's a lot of sponsors that help out every year to make this an event a success. And this year, we have some really good sponsors. Well, all our sponsors are good. Um, and they all add up to make the event worthwhile, make sure we raise a lot of money. And we're at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, and... You can learn more about them, again, by going to Greater Philadelphia Walk to Defeat ALS.org. And we want to make sure to also thank Biota Home Healthcare and Quantum and everyone else that gets involved at every level of sponsorship and donation and, and otherwise. So with that exciting introduction out of the way, <laughs> and thanks for joining our podcast today. Thank you for having me. I know we've been discussing it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're always talking about you and in in all the work you do um, for the event, but the event's coming up in a few weeks, like 60 days, less than that. Less than. Less than that at this point. Uh, but you have, you're not getting involved for the first time. This will be, what, when did you first get involved with the walks? Well, my brother John and his wife Judy actually signed us up when the walk was at the Franklin Mills Mall. Mm -hmm. So that was, I can't remember the year that was, but that was the first time we put our boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then I moved, uh, we did it here in Philadelphia. Then I moved to Charlotte, joined the Catfish Hunter um, Association there. Mm -hmm. I walked there and raised, you know, some money for them too, with Citibank, actually. And then uh, moved back here to Philly and continued the walk from there, so. Well, you had, I mean, it's a great chapter in North Carolina. Yeah. And we appreciate all the stuff that they do there. But you, um, you got involved years after with the, with the walk years after your own als experience mm -hmm. because we didn't have a walk then no we did not and but you still i'm sure were letting the world know that in was. every way you could so what how did als come into your life so my father god rest his soul patrick uh malloy senior mm -hmm. um was diagnosed with als in 1981 mm -hmm. 
I passed away Mother's Day, 1985. Um, so you had it for around four years. About that. Diagnosed. Diagnosed. There, Obviously, there was the signs before, the tripping, the falling, the hands, the things like that. How old were you then? I was 13 when he passed away. Okay. So, so for was, a 13-year-old, it's very hard. Yes. And it's very hard both dealing with the disease and also for those initial months, not having any idea what's going on. Right. And my mom, I mean, my mother and father, they were young and they had six of us. I was the baby. Mm-hmm. There's six of us, like I said, Pat, John, Timmy, Charlie, Kathleen, and myself. Mm-hmm. So we're all running around doing what we need to do. And then daddy gets sick mm-hmm. and he's the breadwinner and, you know, moms take care of the house. And it was, it was very difficult because we didn't have things to help care for him. Right. At that time, believe it or not, we felt we would give him oxygen to make him feel better. But that's not what we do now. Now it's a different, now it's the trilogy and things like that. We had a stationary wheelchair and an oxygen tank. Mm -hmm. So it was very difficult, but I'm blessed because I have four older brothers and a sister, like I said, that stepped up and they all took a a, a position to Mm -hmm. make sure that the family still ran. And obviously my mother, she's just, you know, godsend. So. Oh, and it's pretty clear from the way that you guys have organized with your team, how much you've talked about your dad, um, your brother. Wrote a lot of stories about him over the years. Charlie, yeah. Uh, Charlie is a great writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look up Char- uh, Charlie Malloy or Chuck Malloy. I don't know how it comes <laughs> Charles, up. Charles Malloy. Charles, Charles Malloy. <laughs> it just sounds so formal. And he seems like a formal guy every time I talk to him. But, um, uh, brilliant writer. has written very extensively about uh, his father and your family. Uh, Charles Malloy um, has written wonderful things. And... You know, your dad was, he was in the Teamsters, right? Yeah, he was a um, truck driver. Mm-hmm. Um, Miller North Broad, and he, we used to call him the bread man. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, delivered from when I was young. I used to deliver bread for Diacomy and, um, oh my God, A&P markets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I remember this one time, as you, you may recall from one of Charlie's um, Story. stories, was when the truck came down Old Spruce Lane and delivered bags and bags of food for us. Because there was no, um, like, disability and things like that. I mean, you're talking 31 years ago. Right. A lot different. So there really wasn't much support. But we had cousins and aunts and uncles and all that, and we got through what we had to get through. And then we decided that, you know, people say, why do you do what you do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our mission statement, it states so that no other family has to go through what we went through. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to. Or at least not go through it the same way. Right. Like you said, things have improved a lot. And um, I know that now, but I know it firsthand right. how well, much it's changed. And it's improved and changed because of people like yourself you. who are organizing walk teams, who are doing advocacy. I've, I, And you say you were at the North Carolina chapter and mm-hmm. did stuff. I know that Charles, he lives in Virginia. Yes. He still lives there, right? Yes. And we're giving a lot of personal information. It's about okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've gone down for advocacy day every year, and he goes with that chapter. We, yes. we meet up. Sometimes he, he goes to our chapter meetings mm-hmm. to meet with the congressman from that area. Yeah, and he does the ride, too. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty neat that wherever – your family has remained strong – and it seemed like you were strong anyway before the disease, but I guess the disease really made you even stronger. I'd say so. And that's not something we wish on anyone, but it's always great to see those families that band together. Band together. See, I'm helping you with your words. You're helping me with mine. Well, we band well. together even more now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in uh, the latter part of 2015, our older brother, Patrick. Mm-hmm. was also diagnosed with ILS. Patrick Jr. Patrick Jr. Patrick yeah. James, exactly the same. So Pat's posse. Mm-hmm. Ironic. Don't have to change anything, but it's it's just the same. It's just now we're, we're fighting for him now. Right. And, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges. Um, he, moved, he, he had to move home 
to his uh, childhood home. Because he was living in New York, right? Yes. He was working in New York and lived in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. So that was his life. I mean, you know, he's very happy there. You know, he's a Eucharistic minister for his church and, you know, very involved with his mm-hmm. his organizations and everything that he did. And then, unfortunately, ALS came. Yeah. So he was residing with my mom for, uh, you know, over a year. Every brother and sister jumped in. Um, our stepfather, Joe. Um, our mother was his number one caretaker. So, you know, caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got tighter. We got better. Uh, we got stronger. We have two sister-in-laws that are just as if they were sisters. Mm-hmm. So everybody's in it. The nieces and everybody. Just everybody's in it. So I always say that, well, I like to say that knowledge is power. And I definitely think that we need more awareness mm-hmm. of what this is and what can be done. And not to take over the podcast, but I do want to That's why you're here, to take but over. But this is what I want to say is that... What we have experienced with the ALS Association, with with you and your colleagues, we would have never survived this year right. if it wasn't for you and Brenda and Gail. And I, I mean, the list is just endless. Because when I don't know what to do, I call or I email and I get a response right away. Do this. Try this. Try that. Whether it's finances or care or health care or transportation or machines or... Tony, the list is endless. I mean, I don't know where we would be without you guys. So you knew where to come when your brother was diagnosed because you had continued to be involved. Yes. The not that nothing against anyone that was involved thirty years ago here, but the chapter was the Phillies hadn't even been involved yet right. when your father passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, they had just started realizing about ALS, and the Phillies have obviously you guys have been involved. They're amazing. John so, went this year. John and his wife and took my mom to the event this year. And to the Phillies festival. They had a blast. Yeah, so they, they've done a tremendous amount, raising over $17 million since then. Yes. But that was right after your father passed away, um, or around that same time that they started. So your experiences are a lot different. Did you know what to expect in terms of what was available now because of your other involvement? Yes. No, I don't want to say that I knew the full capacity. Like we always say in my family, we're, a, we're you know, we're it's way above our head, you know, mm-hmm. we we're out of our league per se because Patrick lived in Hoboken. So we started with the ALS association in New York. Mm-hmm. So that's where we started. And I mm-hmm. had him registered there first. Great. Because we didn't know in progression where he was or what our plan was. So I wanted to get him registered there. And they were the ones that um, gave him the trilogy and cough assist like that. And you, so even though you weren't at our chapter, what's great about the ALS association chapter network is you knew Let's register with the chapter. Yes. You know, right whether, whether it's Philadelphia, New York, uh, uh, North Carolina. Doesn't matter where you are. Right. And they might not all have the same services. Mm-hmm. They might not all have the same people. Obviously, they don't have the same people. But they, they all have the same mission. Yes, they do. Yes, they all have the same mission. And that's and that's important to you. There's, and you know, I, I say this because I grew up Catholic, yeah. and uh, I know that's why you can not bring it up. But <laughs> nothing against anyone else. Right. But one thing that I know from um, when people go around with, if you're Catholic, and it's a kind of a positive, is that the mass, as boring as it can be to me, sometimes, but it's, it's consistent. Yes, it is. So you know, like if I go to this place, I might not know the language. Yes. But I know that I'm going to do this. And I'm, I'm saying it to here, you because we might. Here. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do all the gymnastics. I got you. <laughs> and, I, and I know when to get a snack. And, but when you, but so you, but you know that it's kind of the same thing. Like if yes. you went, if I went to 
Poland. Yes. I would kind of be able to follow along. Mm-hmm. There, I wouldn't be able to say all the words with it. And, and it's the same here with the chapters. Yeah. It might not all be the same. It might not have the same services. But you know kind of I, this is what we should do and how we should proceed. It's funny because I would call, these, I would call them like my Brenda mm-hmm. or my Tony or my Gail when I was over there. Because over in New York, um, goodness, Evelyn, I believe her name was, she was my Gail. Mm-hmm. And then um, Susan, I think her name was, she was my Brenda. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would get the association and let, like, let Pat know who and why and what they were doing and, and all of those things. But uh, I expected um, support. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest dreams did um, I, 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 I guess, foresee the support that we received. Yeah, that's good. It's amazing. And, you know, I think the way you mentioned people's names like that reminds me that it's obviously personal for you yes. and your family, but it's personal to Brenda and Gail and everyone here and at those other chapters. So yeah. I, I I really like when I hear from you because I hear this consistently. You didn't say, I talked to the staff nurse. Mm-hmm. I talked to the director of patient services. I talked to the Evelyn or Brenda. Right. And, right. you know, it's a, it's a very personalized thing. People at all the chapters feel, feel the connection. No one's just going through the motions. It's heartfelt, trust me. Oh, um, I know. And, and so, you know... What feels good here is we're here promoting the Greater Philadelphia Walk to defeat ALS. Mm-hmm. But really, just from this few minutes, we can be promoting any walk at any chapter. Absolutely, 100%. And so let's talk about the walk. You've you've been involved for 10 years, and or over 10 years. Well, over 10 years. Yeah. Um, longer than most teams because the walk isn't that long. Exactly. And so when did you first get in, like, what was that first experience like? You didn't know what was going to happen, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. And my brother, actually, he was the one that, um, you know, he was the, John and his wife, Judy, got involved. And they said, let's form a little Pat's Posse. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I, th- I have, I could show you pictures. There was like five people. It was my cousin, Bridget, my cousin, Sammy, my sister, Kathleen, John, Judy, me, and my brother, John's friend, Dan. And we walked around Franklin Mills Mall. Mm-hmm. And that's was the walk. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But... We were like, well, we're doing this, and this is what we need to do. And nowhere in my wildest dreams did I anticipate it would turn into what it turned into now. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we did that there. And then, um, like I said, when I went to Charlotte, we did the same thing there and raised money there with our uh, with my work and, you know, just promote, 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 promote. It's like anybody knows me on my tombstone, it'll be Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, ALS was cured, here lies Anne Malloy. Well, that listen, leave that alone. Don't bust on my eagles. <laughs> so they're going to be living for a while. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> on the eagles part, yes. But anyways, well, so hopefully this year. Hopefully this year we do everything. This year we cure, and this year we win the Super Bowl, and then I'm out. Right. Right. Well, you'll still be around. Look, you're not. Look, I'm from Pittsburgh originally. We don't settle for one Super Bowl. <laughs> no, but I. It's. It's been so fun. I have this team. This amazing Pat's Posse is amazing. It's not just the Malloys. It's not just the Dabonos and the Whites, which are my cousins. Mm-hmm. It's I have a co-team, mm-hmm. um, like the Taylors, Dana Taylor, Laura Taylor, Teddy Taylor, Chris Taylor, like Taylor it, Swift. It's, it's she might really be part of the crazy. team. <laughs> no, no, that's it. my was my son's favorite. He went to actually went to school with her. 
Anyways, I don't, I don't know why you put school in quotes. I don't, whatever. <laughs> but we have this co-team, I call them, you know, co-captains. And, like, Ted's the hype man, and he makes the signs. And then Dana keeps me on point. And, you know, Laura comes up with the ideas and does networking. And, like, and my sister, like, everybody has a job. And, mm-hmm. and everybody is just in it to win it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they really are. It's, like, from my cousins, I just, it's work people, people I haven't seen in decades. Like, it's amazing. Well, it sounds like you and your team have gotten more organized with each year. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I've been here for a little over five years. Mm -hmm. So you've been pretty organized since I've been here. Yeah. Uh, So I can't really take all the credit. That's okay. Um, But I'm sure you weren't as organized your first year, right? No. Not that you had a bad team. You probably had a good experience. No, it wasn't as, um, we didn't have as many things either. Mm -hmm. We didn't have social media. Right. You know, we didn't have, you know, floods of email and text messaging and apps and Mm -hmm. like all those things. So when anything new comes out, I'm just like salivating. I'm like, well, I can use that somehow. Or the stickers, just like down to a sticker. Or mm-hmm. the bracelets, like we sell these. We're giving them, my mom's giving them out at the hospital where Pat is. Mm-hmm. She hands out a business, a Pat's Posse business card, and she hands out one of these, and she writes down their email address. Mm-hmm. And then they would go in and, you know, donate. So there's just so many ways that you can get the word out. So many ways. Well, and and we didn't talk about this part beforehand. Um, you do a lot of aggressive awareness, mm-hmm. and I say that in a positive way. So you go around, you have these cards, which are really terrific. I wish people... Look on the back. It shows you what your money buys you. This is great. I'm going to... We'll have to scan this and show people. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you do this, and you meet a lot of people. Yes. Have you met met some interesting people who have told you that they had an ALS connection, or they understand it more than when you first started? Yeah, well, like, you know, we've... uh, My brother, Charlie... Mm-hmm. He was riding home on the train, and he was coming in to visit Pat, mm-hmm. and he sat next to a woman that was just diagnosed with ALS. Wow. So, brought her home to my mom's house, you know. So of course. This, you know my from, brother. I know, I know your family now from yes. being here. So, brought him, her, um, I'm sorry, brought the patient in to see Pat so that he could see, or they could see each other and realize here we are, and we're in this together and all that. And then Charlie, you know, said, let's get in touch with the you know, Virginia Association, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Then my sister, the same thing. She had a friend of a friend that had a person that was diagnosed in Jacksonville, Florida, and she knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they just know what to do. You all know, everybody knows what to do. Get in touch with the chapter. They'll help you. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can just advise you, do that. Like, and we talked to people that we went to grade school with and high school with, and, you know, sometimes now, like, there's a lot of people coming to see my brother Patrick and, you know, from Bishop Egan High School and Moravian College and all. And some of them are like, well, we didn't know this was your dad's disease. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. ALS is my dad's disease. That's just the people that know us call it my dad's disease. That's just the way it is. I don't care what you call it. Yeah. Just talk about it. There's worse things to talk about, to call it. Right? For sure. Just talk about it. And, you know, I'm picking up on something you said where, you know, you, you know what to do right away when yep. you're in a different area. Um, but the thing that you know what to do, and it's the same thing I know what to do now, is to assume nothing and ask questions. Absolutely, 100%. And I think that maybe it's the disease, maybe it's just how people come here, but it, it gives you a, sense, a, a, bit, a bit of humility to not, assu- to not assume that you know the answer, right. but to say, I'm in a situation where I need some assistance. Yeah. Whether you're a person with ALS, you're a family member, or you're just a walk team, not just a walk team, but you want to make things better, you say, what can I do? And you you find someone to ask. And that's what we do here. But that's the hardest thing for people to do, Tony. You're you're right. That's the first step. It's it's almost like, you know, when you're going for 
the support group of any kind. It's, yeah. The, the first step is always the hardest. It's always the hardest, but once you take that step, oh, mm-hmm. okay, here they are. Here they come. Right. And that's really what it's been. It's been, wow, here they come, mm-hmm. and the floodgates open. So you, and, and maybe because you would ask those questions before, both your family had with your dad and then years of asking, what can I do more yeah, with the walk here. team? We come here and we have meetings here. And that when your brother was diagnosed, it was a little bit easier to take that first step because yeah. you weren't afraid to ask questions. No, I was not. And I knew where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I just connected to that association there. And then when the time was coming that he was starting to progress, I knew it was time for him to come home. Mm-hmm. And I knew, bring in. And, and Brenda clearly walked me through the connection and the disconnection and then everything here. And then that's, you know, we borrow so many things from the closet and we make donations to the closet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that I, I just have this vision of what this closet looks like. It's got bells, whistles, and it's a beautiful thing, but I know it's not. Um, well, you know, I don't go in there. Well, I, I would be afraid to go in there, actually. But I've seen so many different things, like even the, um, I forget what the name of the belt is, but there's this belt that if I would have had it with my father, mm-hmm. like it would just made life so much easier. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's so many things to maintain dignity, maintain dignity. And that's so important. Right. And, you know, that's what these things do. They they let him and other patients actually, you know, keep their dignity. Because you know what? This is a a disease that's taken everything away from you except for your mind. Right. Everything but your mind. Mm -hmm. So your beautiful brain of yours is just continuing to move. Mm -hmm. But the rest of your body's not listening. Well, you have clearly done that. Your your brother isn't any less of anything. No. And uh, I think from the way that your team is a posse, everyone's rounded up, as they would say. So everyone's part of that. And again, kind of, you know, there might be a leader, but everyone's kind of an equal in terms of value. Absolutely, 100%. And I think, so that's kind of how the walk is, right? You've met a lot of walk teams. Yes. What has been, so what have your experiences been participating in the walk as it's grown from Franklin Mills to now at Citizens Bank Park? It's amazing. I'm sure you like going to the park, being able to walk through there because you're a Philly fan. (laughs) That's a nice place to be. I do. And I'm hoping Pat goes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bundle him up uh-huh. and get him there so he can do it too. But it's so fun. I, it's like, it's kind of like I like the next day I kind of get sad because it's like it's over. You know what I mean? Because you gear up for the walk all year long. All yeah. year long. And like either we're having a fundraiser with ice cream or uh, we're selling baked goods or selling candy bars at work or the wristbands or anything you guys send me. Teddy bears now. You know, like anything like that, it's all built up to the walk, to the walk, to the walk. And then you get to the walk and it's, you see, you see families mm-hmm. and you see families that have been impacted, are impacted, and you, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like I just want to see, let the patients and the family know that there is life after mm-hmm. and there is life during and that these people are living with ALS. It's not killing them it's none of those things it's they're living with the disease so how can we live together with the disease right so you make a lot of good positive connections it's It's fun it's a terrible disease but it's a very positive day it's a very positive day because i do see the patients there and our our children are involved my son i used to call him Mm co-captain and you know my nephew spencer my three nieces like everybody's involved their shirts are on their faces are painted and my mom god bless her you know she's a little older and she just muddles along and it's an amazing day. It's an amazing day. And the thing is that the people that are walking with us know how much we appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Boy, boy, oh boy. Because it wouldn't be possible without any of those people. The $5, the $20, the prayers, the shares. 
Right. The text messages. I mean, this is all powerful stuff. Yeah, so I think that that's one of the benefits of being able to donate and get involved through an event like the Walk to Defeat ALS. We appreciate donations from yes. our website, alsphiladelphia.org. But registering and coming to the Walk, supporting Pat's Posse or any of the other teams, yes. you get an experience out of that. Yeah, you do. And as a family with ALS, or whether you have a living person with ALS or um, an in-memorial team, yeah. you you can cherish that those connections and that, that positivity. Yes, and I'll say it's different, obviously. So la- the years prior to last year's walk, uh, actually the day of our walk last year, Pat was being moved home. So half of our team broke off in the middle of the walk to right. go bring him home. So, you know, the years before that, we were walking in memory of my father and in honor of my father. And we were not going to let it go. Just you have to continue to talk about it. And people say, well, why do you do what you do? And the reason that we do what we do is because we can. And that's just that simple. So that's what you can. And you can do a lot of things to make your walk team successful. Um, You raise thousands of dollars every year, but you don't do it over a weekend. When do you start organizing? Uh, So I'll get our walks are in November, December. I will take off because of Christmas and all that fun stuff. So beginning of February. Oh, man, you're so lazy. You only only (laughs) work in this event from February through November. So February, uh, actually, in the beginning of January, January is when I'm kind of like reorganizing for the year and doing I'm I'm in. I want to say I'm in finance. Um, I'm a manager. I've been a manager for a very long time. So I'll do a projection mm-hmm. on what I want to do, what we should do, maybe what we can can do. Then we have little meetings and we'll talk about what events we can have or what we can add or maybe changes to the shirts or any anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the ideas are. They're all good ideas. And then, yeah, in the beginning of February is when I start to start gathering things. Like, for example, we have um, we partner with JoJo's Ice Cream in Levittown. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, they give us a um, certain percentage of their ice cream sales for the time our event is there. And then we bring baskets and we have raffle baskets. And you put raffle. So I create, or we all create, a bunch of baskets. So I start gathering stuff like now, actually for next year's baskets. Because everything's on sale. Mm-hmm. Put in a basket. That's, that's smart. And you you didn't do that the first year. No, 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 no. So I think Dana, that- actually, the tailors, they actually brought this idea on board. And that's that's a good point, Tony. Sheep, they brought the idea on board, mm-hmm. and that we share it so that somebody else can understand it and learn from it, maybe use it themselves. So that's a good point, I think, for all these teams because there's a lot of new teams every year, and some right. of them are like yours, where it's a team where someone passed away, and sure. like years down the road, they're like, "This is what we want to do now," yeah. and there's you know we welcome them all. Sure. And I think that for any team, they want to be the team that raised fifty thousand dollars. We would yes. love every team to raise $50,000. Not your first year, but yes. But So it's one of those things where you know, like, well, this year I raised $500 or $1,000, and then I'm learning, and the next year I'm going to raise $5,000. double it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you have done is you've kind of seen if you're consistent and you grow. And then we started to raise the goal. Right. So now, you know, your first year, I don't know how much you raised the first year. You I don't, don't remember. Well, it was, it was a long time ago. Like $100, maybe. Well, maybe a little bit more. All right. But I'll give you some credit. <laughs> there. Um, Let's give my brother John the credit. I mean... So um, I imagine just in your family you raised over, <laughs> but you've probably raised tens of thousands of dollars over yes. the years, yes. and and you know what that's going to. Yes, I do. And it's paying it's paying off in multiple ways for many people. Yeah, it is. Uh, so 
what 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 do you want people to do to get ready for the walk? And what would your recommendation be to others? Register, mm-hmm. register, register, register. Register as early as you can. Just register, get on your calendar. Just just get it out there so that you know if you have to work or you have to get babysitters or you have to plan for it or whatever you have to do. Make sure that you're registered. And once you're registered, now you're locked in. And it's like kind of like. In your brain, you're like, okay, well, I'm locked in that weekend or can't be, you know, I can't say yes to going to dinner. I can't do this or whatever. And then you get people to register and then you, I don't know, then they have their own pages. So when they have their own, as you know, when they have their own pages, we'll say I have five people that registered under me and they raise 500, 500, 500. All that money obviously goes into the team's overall goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to order like our shirt orders going in today for, you know, new additions this year. So I just say the first thing that I would want people to do now would be register and then start fundraising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways you can fundraise. Like you said, you do the ice cream fundraiser. Yes. Um, bake you, sale, you bake sales. Everything. You just ask friends. Yeah. You use social media. So there's lots of things that, that you can do there. And now you're doing it with an IMO team, as we call them. Now you're doing it um, in honor of. Yes. And both. Okay. Um, and so... You have that in terms of how you can start registering and organizing now. Contact Carrie Durkin. Oh, I know Carrie. Uh, you know everybody. Here. I know Carrie. <laughs> She's yeah. great. Actually, I would Carrie is our walk lead for yeah. the for the walk. So contact her at Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at ALSPhiladelphia.org to find out and to ask questions. Just like you do. That's what you do. First step is ask. Um, and then, you know, what are you looking forward to this year? Uh, it's going to be another big year. Is there anything that you're excited for at the walk? always excited um just always excited to see how many people we have always to see those smiles mm-hmm. always to see the people that you know actually are like okay i'm doing something and I'm, I'm actually out there and i'm doing something and i just want to see all the smiles and i want to see the patients turn around and be like wow these people really care about us they really mm-hmm. do and my mom wants to see bill henley so if mom sees bill henley she'll be happy which will make me happy well i will make sure to tweet this out <laughs> to bill henley because he is he is now a tv and movie star because he's <laughs> He was, he, he didn't, I don't know if he knew this, but he was in like a clip and a documentary about a, about somebody. So, what? okay. Uh, so he, but he's a star and we love his connection. Absolutely. He gets very involved. Um, and thank you, Bill Henley. It's great to have that on there. So join, um, join Anne, join the Malloy family and Pat's posse this November 6th, Sunday, November 6th at the Greater Philadelphia Walk to Defeat ALS. Again, you can go to www.greaterphiladelphiawalktodefeatals.org or alsphiladelphia.org. Uh, follow along on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia. Is there anything else you want make, us to make sure people know as we end this about what ALS means to you or what, what you want people to take away from this discussion? Not that I want to say that it's a, you know, I don't want to end anything on a negative note. I just feel that, you know, it's not right. I I, I think that we need to get more word out there. Uh, Fundraise as much as you can. Wear a wristband. Somebody's going to ask you, why are you wearing that wristband? And then you can tell them what it's all about. And they'll tell someone and they'll tell someone and they'll tell someone. So just get the word out. Do everything, every little thing you can because every drop adds up, whether it's wearing your wristband or your team t-shirt as you do often. Yes. Um, or you are just putting your information on Facebook. Every every little thing will make a difference. Every prayer, every share. Every prayer, every share. Well, thank you, Anne, for joining us. Thank, thank you, you to all the teams who get involved. We look forward to seeing you all this November 6th or at another walk um, this coming fall and or spring next year. So, uh, again, visit www.alsphiladelphia.org. Join us for a walk. We'd love to see you.